SOS Radio On Demand. It changed my heart. On Demand. It changes your life. Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. Recently, we've been celebrating moms, and we're talking about parenting, and oh, we just need so much needed R&R, and I'm sure we can all agree the job of a mom is 24-7, 365-day gig, and we're talking with Dr. Magdalena Battles today at SWS Radio. How are you? Very good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this pandemic's forced a lot of us as parents to think about our responsibilities. We have a full schedule and our kids' activities. You try to have some me time. You try to have some we time. You try to have some quality time with your kids. What have you noticed about the pacing of a schedule? Yeah, I think that the pandemic has taught us some valuable lessons. And one of those major lessons is that time with our family is valuable and that we perhaps need to slow down a little bit so that we can have family time. Our schedules have been increasingly more busy over the years. I mean, I look back at what I was like as a kid and activities I was involved in, and it's nowhere near what most kids are involved in these days. And so I think it's taught us that we need to take time to slow down. We need to assess our activities and our activity level so that we do have time to sit down for family dinners and spend time together as a family on a daily basis. Now, Magdalena, you just wrote a book called 10 Time Saving Tips for Busy Parents. And let's talk about a schedule. I mean, we all want to have like a work-life balance. Is that even possible? <laughs> it's possible. It's possible, but it's not going to be easy. And a lot of that has to do with just managing the household. There are so many moving parts. You know, we have housework that needs to be done, meals that need to be made, you know, bills that need to be paid. It's a lot of work for any one person to do. And that's why I talk about how parents need to have their kids chip in. They need to be a part of the household process. And if that means giving up some of their other activities so that they can be home to help out, we need to be doing that because not only is that helping our workload so that we can get it all done so we can, you know, provide food on the table by having a job, but we also are able to spend more time with them because they're helping with that workload. It will also teach our kids some valuable life lessons about how to work hard around the house and learn the skills of doing laundry and how to do the dishes properly, how to clean a toilet properly. Those are all life lessons we want our kids to learn anyway. We're talking about taking authority over our schedule and our plans as a family with Dr. Magdalena Battles today at SWS Radio. And Obviously, a few minutes ago, we were just talking about like all of the chores and things that we want to instill in our kids. And I think a lot of times we feel like, oh, we try to bring it up. We try to reset things and our kids just go ballistic. I'm not doing that. What? I'm not your slave. You're trying to make me do all this stuff and this isn't fair. Magdalena, you've studied child psychology. You've studied behavior. Where do we start when we want to reset if we feel like our kids have kind of turned into little monsters in the way that they've become self-centered sometimes. <laughs> right. It's true. I had one of my sons last week. He said to me, I'm not your slave. <laughs> I said, are you new? <laughs> um, nobody's anybody's slave. And that's the conversation we went into after that. I said, you know, we work as a team and we have this conversation on a regular basis. It's important for families to recognize that they're a team together. Nobody's anybody else's slave. We are team and our family is the battles. We're team battles. We work together. We all pitch in around the house. So I think it has to do with our perspective and instilling that perspective in our children as well. Magdalena, let's talk about taking charge of our schedule. I mean, we want to transform our family rhythms and we do the same things and we expect different outcomes, but you feel like you just kind of get into this cycle and it just keeps churning and churning and churning. 
What do you suggest for breaking out to really build some new structure? Yeah, and now is a great time to rebuild and, and have new structure because we have the choice. Are we going to join all the activities again now that things are opening back up? Or are we going to say no to some of these things and decide very consciously which ones we should do? So it's important, I think, to first look at our values, take an assessment of where you are in your life right now and what is most valuable in your life. What do you want to leave behind in this world? What is the legacy you want to leave when you're gone someday? And in the book, I go over your hierarchy of of importance, and anybody can do this, where you sit down and write out what are the top five most important things in your life. And you have to assess, you know, where is my relationship with God? Is it really most important? Am I taking time for devotional time? You know, what am I really prioritizing here in, in this world? And so when we sit down and actually write it out, it gives us better perspective. And that allows us to say no to activities that are extraneous that may not be fulfilling any of our values. Now, Magdalena, you wrote a book called 10 Time-Saving Tips for Busy Parents. And we just think about all this stuff for our kids. But carving out some time for us to charge up is different than just resting sometimes. What have you noticed? Yeah, yeah. It is important for parents to recharge themselves. And it's not just, you know, vegging on the couch, scrolling social media. I mean, we do need downtime. But there are those hobbies that we once had before we had kids. We need to pick those things back up. Because what happens is we kind of start losing our identity. And this happens to especially a lot of stay-at-home moms and dads that, you know, they just become sucked into the life of their kids and, you know, they lose part of their identity. It's important for us to have our own hobbies because at the end of the day, it's what's going to recharge us and rejuvenate us so that we can come back and do our family activities and, you know, be in full energy and full force. So, you know, whether it's working out, going to the gym for some people that, you know, is something that they did before they had kids and they're missing out on that. Well, you know, you need to take that time to prioritize yourself as well, because, you know, the person who is going to be caring for the rest of the family, they need to take care of themselves first in order to take care of others. So you mean we don't have to feel guilty about joining a volleyball league or going and playing soccer or doing an indoor thing like that or going taking some time out to run or doing a Bible study every Tuesday morning before work and leaving early and getting a sitter? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a matter of making a priority for those activities that you decide that you want to do. And so it's a balance. You know, we, we sign our kids up for stuff, but we might need to back off on that. We might need to make sure we have a balance, too, that we're not signing up for five or six things at the same time. But, you know, finding that balance of, hey, I get to go out and meet with my book club once a week and, or my Bible study. And this is something that refreshes me. So you have to know what is going to refresh your soul and help you be the best person that you want to be. We're talking about the power of no and how it can actually be a loving thing. And we're talking with Dr. Magdalena Battles today at SOS Radio. And there's those times where we tend to equate the word no with not being loving, right? But sometimes saying no is the best decision that we can make. Saying no to one thing doesn't mean it's not important. It just means there's other priorities in this season that we're in. You're exactly right. And a lot of times when we're saying yes to activities, we're actually saying no to our family. Meaning if we're saying, oh, yes, I'm going to volunteer for the PTO and, and we, I'm going to volunteer for this board and this activity. Well, how many nights a week is that going to take you away from your family? That is saying, no, oh, I'm not going to be home anymore to be at home to do family dinners. You know, I've signed up for five nights a week of activities. And I'm sorry, I said yes to all these other things. That means I'm saying no to family activities. 
And that's usually what happens is, you know, the family is the one that gets cut off. They're the ones that, you know, take the brunt of the schedule, meaning they get less and less time with their parents. So we have to make sure that we are taking, you know, note of what we're saying yes to so that we can ensure that, you know, is it valuable for our life? Is it what we really want to do? And is it still allowing for that time with family? Because our kids, they're going to be grown up and gone before we know it. This is a season of life. And, you know, God entrusted us with these children. So we need to make sure we are putting that time and energy and effort into them on a daily basis. It's interesting when we think about all the activities that we want to do together. It's family. We think about vacations. and We think about sports we do together. We think about the school things we do and support each other as a family. But a lot of times we forget about family dinners. I mean, that's one of the most important things that we can do to build togetherness and consistency in our families. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Research has shown that families who sit down for dinner on a regular basis, and it doesn't mean every night. I understand. We, ha- we do have sports activities in our household, too, so we try to sit down a majority of the nights in, in the week. But research shows that parents who sit down with their kids and families who dine together have these sit-down meals at their dining room table. They actually have stronger bonds, so they have better relationships and stronger bonds. And isn't that what we want with our kids so that when they grow up, they want to come back home for dinner at, you know, once in a while? That They <laughs> still want those relationships because we've made those bonds. And why do you think that is, that family dinners create those bonds so richly? There's something about breaking bread together, and you see it happen so often in the Bible, too. You know, there's meals. Mealtime was so important, and there's something that God created in us that we need relationships, but also sitting down and breaking bread and putting aside technologies. You know, there's no extraneous stuff going on, so no TVs on, no technology. We're just sitting down, and we're communing with one another. We're making conversation. We're catching up on the day and the events that have happened in our life during that day. It's just such a valuable time, and we're missing it more and more because of our overscheduled lives. We're talking about breaking through in our overscheduled lives with Dr. Magdalena Battles today at Us With Radio. A lot of times we think about managing screen time for our kids, but then our kids are calling us out saying, you're always on your phone, or Dad, can you look at me? Can you check out this video game that I'm doing? Can you watch this movie with me? Can we go do a hike or do a run together? And you're holding on to your phone. It's like we live in this day where social media seems to like just encompass so much Where have you seen the spot where we need to really cut this off as parents and acknowledge, maybe I have a problem? Yeah, one of the biggest areas that parents seem to falter on this is social media. You know, whether it's TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, they're great to be able to connect with people. But we're finding that we spend every minute of our downtime. It's like, oh, I'm waiting in a doctor's office. Oh, let me get on my phone. I'll go on social media. Instead, we could be using that time for more valuable things. You know, say you have thank you notes you're supposed to write from a birthday party. Well, just put those in your purse or your bag and take them with you to the doctor so you can write those out when you're waiting in the waiting room rather than just pointlessly scrolling social media. I did an experiment for this book and I put a timer on my phone to shut off my social media after a certain amount of use. And at the first day, it was 30 minutes, but it was gone so fast. I had to reset it to an hour. Um, (laughs) But even then, I was done by noon every day. I'm like, how did I go through an hour that fast? How did that happen? And it's just those little downtimes that we keep picking up our phone and, and that's what we do. We gravitate toward because it is, it does have an addictive component to it. So we need to be aware of that and be aware of how much time we spend on it. And we can look at our phone, go into our settings, look and see how much time you're spending on, on those apps on a daily basis. And if you need to, to do what I did, set the timer on those. You can go and do that in your phone settings so that it can time out and shut that app off for you once you hit your time limit every day. 
Now, do you wonder if social media and the constant phone swiping might be rewiring our kids' brains towards a proneness to addiction later on in life at all? Yeah, yeah, I definitely worry about that. I'm definitely concerned about that. And I'm very much a proponent of saying the wait till eight pledge is one that I took. And what that means is you have signed, I've signed a pledge saying that I'm going to wait until my kids are in eighth grade before they can have a smartphone. Now, may they have a regular phone so they can get in touch with me if they're at practice or something? Yes, like an old school flip phone. And they've kind of upgraded those so they can text and, and whatnot. But I don't want them to have a smartphone with all those apps and games and all that access to that technology because it is affecting their brain. It is affecting their socialization and their ability to spend time with people. We know as adults it's affecting us and kids, their neural connections are happening right now and their brain is being built. So we don't want to build those addictive tendencies and that addiction to, to technology. So we need to be very aware of it. We're talking about cutting through our crazy, busy life and just owning where we're at with Dr. Magdalena Battles today at SWS Radio. We were talking a few minutes ago about some time-saving tips that we can have as busy parents. You decided to write an entire book about that. This last year has changed so much. I don't think we're going back, are we? No, no, I think things are forever changed. The world is a changed place, but I think quite a bit of it is for the better, meaning we've realized that it was like a wake-up call. We've realized, wow, we were so busy before. And for what purpose? We're still getting our jobs done in our home. Most of us are working from home now. And now we have plenty of time for family. We're spending more time with our kids, and we don't want to lose that. So now that we know what we know from the pandemic, we need to make sure that we don't just jump right back into the busyness and lose that family time and that focus that we did have on our family during the pandemic. Seems like most churches are pretty open now and, you know, we're getting back into that routine of getting up on Sunday morning and getting ready and going to church as a family. You know, we're getting reacclimated with that. But Magdalena, what's your advice for parents who are dealing with kids who just don't seem to be interested in participating in church or youth events? I mean, we're trying to shepherd our kids towards God, but what should we be thinking about when our kids just don't have a whole lot of interest in it? Yeah, I think that it begins in the home. You know, their interest should start in the home and it starts with their heart. So you want to look at, okay, why don't they want to go? They probably don't have a connection to God or a relationship with God, and that might be the source of them not wanting to go. And I understand not all churches are fun, too. So maybe you want to look at another program, another church that might have more fun activities for kids. But the heart of it is their heart. And so we need to look at how um, are we influencing their heart in the home? Are we doing devotions with our kids? Are we talking about God every day? Are we praying multiple times a day with our kids to teach them how to have a relationship with God? So it's important for us to teach that in the home. And I understand lives are busy. Most parents are saying, well, I don't have time to sit down and do a Bible study with my kids every day. Well, guess what? There are solutions to that. There are podcasts you can listen to that are Bible podcasts. You can pick up Bible devotionals and download them on Audible, and you can listen to them with your kids in the car. There are options out there to solve that problem. So we have to get a little creative. If we're going to have these busy lives, get creative to make sure it still happens and that we're instilling the value of having a relationship with God in our children's lives. 
We're talking about shepherding our kids when they don't always seem that receptive. And we're talking with Dr. Magdalena Battles today at SWS Radio. I want to talk about when our kids push back, Magdalene. I mean, you did your graduate work at Harvard, and you specialize in child psychology and counseling and childhood development. And Okay, so a lot of parents will say, you know what? I don't want to push my kids towards religion because I don't want them just to reject God. I want them to come to that understanding on their own. I don't want to be the hard driver on that. That's one end of the perspective that some people say. And then other people say, you know what? We're going to be in church every Sunday, and this is what we're going to do as a family, and you're going to be involved in this because this is what our family does. You've seen the psychology behind this. As parents who have a heart where we want to shepherd our kids, do you see danger in saying, no, we need to be involved in church? Or is that just a bogus expression that we just tend to believe? (laughs) You know, it's a really good question and a good debate, but I think even more important than research is what God says. And what he said is, train up a child in the way that they shall go and they shall return to it when they're older. And so what God is saying is, hey, if you want your kids to learn to have a relationship with me, then you need to teach them now. You know, if you want to teach them to have good manners, well, then you need to practice it now when they're when you're raising them. I don't sit at the dining room table and say, oh, kids, you can eat however you want. I'm, I'm, gonna let, I'm not going to teach you any manners. You know, you can make a decision for yourself on how you want to act at the dinner table. No, we're going to teach them how to have good manners. We want our kids to have a relationship with God. And if we put God first in our lives and we know you know, that that is most important, then we're going to want to instill that in our children as well. And guess what? It is normal for kids to have that turning point in life where they're going to say, you know what, I'm going to question this. I'm going to question everything that I've been taught. And that is normal. We want them to get to that point because guess what? Everything that they've been trained up in and the truth that has been instilled in them is going to come to fruition and it's going to solidify their belief in God and that relationship that they have. It was funny. I was talking to Mark Hall from Casting Crowns, and he's also a youth pastor when he's not traveling with his band. And he says he has these conversations with dads and moms all the time that are like, well, I'm not going to drag my kid to church because I used to hate going to church and my parents would drag me. And, you know, I don't want to push my kids away from God. And he said, it's funny because in every one of these discussions, I point out, yeah, but you know what? Years later, you're here. We're standing at a church and we're having a conversation about it. It didn't push you away from God because he's pursuing you even more than you're pursuing him. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It is such good truth. Absolutely. If we want to raise our kids to believe in God, then we need to, you know, show them the way. We don't want to make God a mystery to our kids. We really, our job is if we know the truth, we need to share it with them. Boom. Love it. Well, we're talking with Dr. Magdalena Battles today on SOS Radio, and she has a new book. It's called 10 Time-Saving Tips for Busy Parents. Thanks for sharing with us. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. You're good to go. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio podcast. If you enjoy the discussion, give it a five-star rating in your app store. The way the technology works, your ratings really help spread the word.